Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Christy Dole. You're listening to When Hustle Meets Flow. I want to open up this year, 2023, with a brand new podcast and a return of a guest who every time I talk to her just continuously opens my mind, expands. It just expands me. Um, We are talking with Nikki Ananda today. And we are talking about the magic of the rose. We are demystifying the rose. And when I say the rose, I really mean the flower, the rose. Um, This might be a brand new topic to you, the rose, but this is something that's been coming into my field um, probably this year as I opened up myself to Divine Feminine. And, you know, my 2022 intention was to deepen the connection with my feminine essence and from that place, create and share. And so opening up myself to the feminine essence, I I came into contact, you know, I opened myself, my energy up to all things feminine. And so the flower, the rose, um, and I would see people teaching about the rose and um, I never really got it. You know, if, if you're like me, you might be just kind of like, oh, the flower, like, okay, what are, what, like, what are we learning about? What's what's so great about the rose? Um, and in today's conversation, she's really going to deepen your understanding of, of this flower. And so I can't wait for you guys to hear this um, episode. Um, enjoy. And to get in touch with Nikki, you can check into my show notes. Enjoy this conversation. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have my friend and guest on for a second time because we had such a juicy conversation the first time. Welcome back, Nikki Ananda. Hey, Christy. I'm so excited. It's been like only a few weeks and we're going to go so much deeper this time. I feel it. I know. I know. Well, okay. So I want to, is it all right if I just share the day that we just had? (laughs) Definitely. I'm so lucky to live near you. Nikki lives literally 15 minutes from my house. And she invited myself and another girlfriend over the other, was it two days ago? It <laughs> feels like yeah. a lifetime yeah. ago. Um, <laughs> and we just had such a beautiful, beautiful time. And as I sit here interviewing you and I can see you because we're on Zoom, you're in your gorgeous, gorgeous space. Mm-hmm. And when I went to your house, I noticed roses everywhere. <laughs> and I know I follow you and a lot of what you do is like I, I the rose is a big part of that. And I also follow people on Instagram and I see them putting roses in their bath and rose in their tea. And, and I just, you know, I said to Nikki, when we were there, I said, what is like up with the rose? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, maybe we can talk about that. So um, I would love to open this conversation and just, if you would share, um, the significance of the rose. And I'm somebody who's like, I, I, I don't know anything about using it or working with it. I, when I think of a rose, I just think of a pretty flower. Um, yep. I also have this kind of like, Oh, it's what men give to women when they love them on Valentine's day. Like there's that attachment a little bit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you could maybe demystify the rose and the conversation I know will unfold as you go. Oh my gosh. Okay. So where to jump in? <laughs> 
So the rose, the rose is the path of the mystery, right? So it's like the feminine path is always going to be the path of the mystery, the path of like working with the void and cyclical alchemy, like all of these initiations that we go through when we're working with the feminine is the path of the mystery, the mystery school of life. So there's, there's a few things I want to talk about. I want to talk about the origin of the rose, the rose, the physical flower. And then um, I'll even share like my, my journey of coming into the rose, which is not like, I'm still like, oh my God, how did I get here from where I was at the beginning of my journey with the rose? Mm. So what we, well, first with the frequency of the flower, I'll talk about this. The rose is the highest frequency plant flower on the, on the planet. Like it's really? really like the potency that comes with the essence of the rose. Now we see this with the essential oil and it's not like there's other ab, abs, ex, extracts like rose absolute and all of these things that people will use in like pure perfumes, but it's the rose essential oil that preserves the frequency. So this is really important too, for people that want to work with the essence of rose, okay. that it's not the same as working with a rose absolute or other ways that the rose is distilled the scent is distilled mm. it's specifically with the essential oil that will capture the heightened frequency and this is why that we see like it takes you know so many um rose rose petals to make the essential oil that like a little like this five milliliter jar is like over two hundred dollars right wow. it's like it's very it's it's very rich in all of the ways in all of the ways so we have like the rose, which is going to be activating all the senses, like, you know, the touch, like with, between the thorns and the velvety essence of it, of course, the scent, the colors, um, like all of the senses are very activated by this flower. And that's one of the focal points of working with the rose is working with sensuality. So we have this flower that is the highest frequency of the plants around. It's like when we're working with the rose and essence, it will pierce through any shadow that we're working with. It will go straight to any blocks we're working with. It's like the power within the rose because it has the thorn. It has the beauty. It's it's all of it. It's the whole feminine, both equal parts, shadow and light within it. It's protected, right? Wow. So this flower represents so much of what it is to be in that soft, divine, flowy, feminine, open, expansive space. Mm -hmm. And we see the rose too, because the rose goes through its season. So it blossoms in its own time. And this is really important to understand when we're coming into our path in the rose lineage or in these mystery schools of life. It's like really focusing on allowing, allowing our unique flower to open. So there's mystery teachings within the rose itself, the physical rose. But the root of the rose, the reason that the rose is so prevalent on a more cosmic multidimensional level is because the rose is the shape of the orbit of Venus with the sun and with the earth. I wish I had a picture right around me. Um, but if for everyone listening, go and Google Venus's eight-year cycle. So Venus works in um in an eight-year cycle. She it takes her full eight years to go from the place of her start to um to returning to that place. Okay. Within the eight years, she makes a five-petaled rose. So yeah. each petal is 19 months. So within those 19 months, Venus goes through a, a full cycle of being in the reset phase and her morning star phase as she journeys down into the underworld, the underworld phase, and then up and rises with the evening star phase and comes back to that reset phase. So we see the four phases of the cycle, which I've been talking about all over my pages lately yeah. in the Venus cycle herself. 
So the Venus cycle is related to Inanna's descent. Who? Inanna's descent. So okay. Inanna was like the Sumerian goddess. Um, we have Ishtar in Babylonia. So there's all of these, um, like the first goddess were all on this cycle and they're related directly to the planet of Venus. Cause when Venus is in the underworld, Venus is not seen by us, by our eyes. Like she's beyond the horizon. So we see her as the morning star in the morning. We see her as the evening star in the evening. And then she has these two phases where she goes unseen. She's in complete mm -hmm. darkness. So back, back in the day when we were much more spiritually connected, people would look towards the stars, towards the cosmos for these, for these downloads and divine guidance. Mm -hmm. So Venus being the principle of the feminine, you know, planet, she's the solar feminine, she's the solar feminine energy in the sky. And she teaches women how to work through the cycles through her 19 month phase of moving through the morning star, um, underworld evening star and reset phase. And she does that five times. Each one of those cycles is a petal in the eight year cycle. So the rose is not just something we have physically here manifested in this flower, but it's also, we see it in the cosmos as this guiding feminine teacher in the sky. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. <clears throat> I had no idea. So, okay. I have a few questions because I know when I hear these words, I interpret them, but I really want to know what they mean. And I, if I am wondering, I know my audience will. When you say mystery, mm -hmm. mystery school, can you just define what that means? Be and, and I just want to share for me, when you say the mystery, I guess when you say like uh, the rose is, is part of the mystery teachings and stuff, is it just like the stuff that we just don't have the answers to? Like, why am I here? And like, who is God? And like, just all these things that are a mystery. Is that what that means? Or could you define that? Yeah. Okay. So when we look at like the path of the masculine or like we see the Christos logos, it's the word of God. It's very clear. Like it's, it's like the light energy. And when we look at like young and young's teachings, it's like the light is the conscious and the unconscious is the darkness. Okay. So when we're journeying through the darkness, we're in the mystery. We don't know where we're going necessarily. We're just in this like wholehearted trust of the experience. So there's two different ways that we use mystery school. Mm -hmm. For me, ultimately, life is the mystery school. It's mm -hmm. like we know the trajectory, follow our hearts, like having this soul fulfillment is hopefully the path that we desire to be on, the path that we're walking, but how that's going to unfold, how we're going to be initiated into coming into the highest version of ourself remains in the mystery. Life mm -hmm. is mysterious and it's not about trying to figure it out and having a strategy. It's really about allowing the mysteries of life, all of these unexplainable experiences and energies coming in to show us something beyond the veil, beyond the veil. Okay. I just have to say, as you explain that, and thank you, it was just so apparent to me how like we are conditioned to like, not like, this is why I'm like, what does this mean? And because I'm so conditioned to be like, no, like you need to know what your next step is. You need to know what you're doing. Like it's linear and da, da, da. And what I'm hearing you say is that what I'm hearing you say is that there's a part of life that really hasn't ever been like, this is a part of life. And this is a, a really big part of the life is the mystery. And that's mm -hmm. just, there's so many things that I learn as a, as an adult that I'm just like, <laughs> how is it that we didn't know this? So essentially the mystery part could to, to take it and like, put it here on earth. It's kind of like 
when you're in a phase of your life and you're just like, I don't know what's coming next. Is that kind of that vibration? Sure. But it's grander, right? Because it's the acceptance that we don't know anything. Like it's the acceptance that we truly are humbly discovering the universe as the universe discovers itself. So at any given moment, the universe is expanding, like newness is created in every moment. So like the ideal way to be living our life is in full presence and awe and wonder of the mysteries that are unfolding right in front of us and keeping that beginner's mindset, keeping that childlike perception and everything is brand new in every moment because it truly is. It truly is. And when we're in that embodiment, we are embodying the mystery, which is the unknown. So you know, we'll run up against certain things because of like psychic energies and intuition and all of this and like being on this more, um, just being on this path of assuming that we know things, right? Like subscribing to a story in our past and projecting it forward in the future. So we are creating our own, not karma, what's the word I'm looking for? We're creating our own fate by projecting our past stories and experiences into the future. We're creating a fate for ourselves versus surrendering into the mystery and understanding that miracles can happen at any moment magic is available in every moment and really truly experiencing this is the ever expansive universe the universe is constantly expanding in the moment always expanding and tapping into what is the essence beyond the veil where is the mystery where is the unknown and there's a lot of comfort for people in knowing the next step and like having a predictable life. People want predictability. People want safety and comfort that comes with predictability, but that's illusion. And it's not only illusion, but it actually deeply holds us back from our truest potential and our highest timeline. Whoa. (laughs) Every time I talk to you, I'm just like, there's like, I know I'm like recording my podcast, but there's a part of me that just needs to let all that land. Totally. Yeah. It's, It's, um, Okay. So I know, I know you don't, I know you're not judging the way I think, but I'm just, (laughs) I am judging the way I think because I'm so like, like, I guess I'm just so tangible that, so what, okay. So there's this mystery, there's this ever unfolding, there's the surrender to that. And a flower, the rose is a way to is a way to help you navigate that? Like, tell me how the rose like works with the mystery part. Sure. Yeah. So if we're going to, so there's like really two different ways we can perceive life. We can perceive it through the mind or we can perceive it through the heart. There's a lot more ways than that, but I'm going to use like these two examples. So when we're perceiving things through the mind, we're in that masculine um, left brain state of analysis, logic, ration, linear, like we're, we're analyzing our environment. We're taking information in and making an assessment versus when we're perceiving things through the heart energy. And this is like the key to embodiment is getting down from the mind to the heart, which is what some people say is the longest journey, right? Is from the mind to the heart. And when we can access and open up to receiving the, our environments, our senses through heart energy, there's a mystery in there. There's consciousness, there's intelligence in the things that we're communicating with. So it's like a lot of people will go um, like forest bathing or just spending time in nature because it's heart perception. And mm-hmm. some people will go as far as to feel like they are in communion, communication with the trees and with the with the ground and with the animals because they're receiving that information through the heart. 
And when we receive information through the heart and we're not filtering it through the lens of the mind, because the lens of the mind is going to project the past onto the future. It's going to project the past into the now because we have past experiences with trees. We have past experiences with roses. We put names to them, trees, rose, like all of these things. When we start to eliminate the label Mm -hmm. and instead have a question mark and we're in this state of inquiry and it's not having necessarily a direct question, but it's just being open to not assuming that we know what we're looking at, not assuming that we know what the next moment is going to look like. Like we're staying fully present in the moment, not expecting, you know, whatever, whatever experience to happen in the next moment, really allowing whatever is meant to happen, happen, allowing new information, priming our consciousness to receive something we've never heard before. So when we're in this space of heart awareness and we're connecting to something that has such like a high frequency, like a rose, and we're really receptive to the medicine, right? Like this is why we talk about plant medicines. It's being receptive to allowing this, this frequency, this energy, this imprint to come in and help us calibrate to like heal, to heal through the energy of these plants. So where the rose has an energy and it's like crystals, right? Like we work with crystals for healing. The structure of a crystal is so strong that the human mind can't really disrupt it. Like the, the power of a crystal, the frequency of a crystal, the energy of a crystal is so stable, Mm -hmm. so stable that a human mind can't like change um like i'm looking at this herkimer like my mind cannot change and say like this is a a dark evil (laughs) thing right it's like the purity remains in the structure and i mean for most of us right i'm sure there's like witchcraft or something that could do something dark (laughs) right but but for the most part like this is here to help me calibrate to a more clear and pure state of being if I surrender and I allow this energy into my body. And there's mystery in that. It's mystery. It's not logical. <laughs> like there's yeah. nothing logical about it. It's total, um, it's total right brain's creativity, right? Yeah. Like right, right brain creative essence coming in, being receptive to the unknown to the unknown. So when we're working with something like the rose, it's just the energy of it. When we fully surrender, no matter how dark of a space we're in, if we're in communion, if we're in communication with this, this thing, this rose, there's information that we can receive beyond the conscious logical mind that is going to be very healing for our bodies, for our spirits, for our souls, for our hearts, for our being. Wow. Okay. So let me when you say that the rose has the highest frequency, that kind of blows my mind. And so when you say highest frequency, do you mean actually measured frequency or like it's the frequency of love, joy, like enlightenment, or could you just elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. So the science behind it, I know people have measured, measured it. Um, I'm not, I don't geek out on these things. It's like, if I see like one piece of science about it, I'm like, okay, that's enough for me. And if it resonates for true in my body. So that's what I know. I know it it is something that can be measured. It can be measured for sure. And so, cause I know like all emotions can be measured. So if, mm-hmm. if so rose is at enlightenment, is that the frequency or is it at love joy? Like what is, I guess, the vibe, just love. Sure. So I would say that the essence of the rose, it's like when we're looking at any kind of medicine, Mm. we're in a communication with the medicine. So it becomes, it becomes what we need 
in many, many ways. There's some medicines that are going to be stronger than others that have like a pretty, and again, we can go to the crystals, right? It's like rose quartz is like love. Obsidian is like um, to absorb, absorbing the negative. Clear quartz is to purify. Same with smoky quartz. It's like there's these properties, but everyone is going to have a different relationship on different days with all of these crystals, all of these um yeah, medicines, medicines. So the same thing with Rose, you know, Rose does have like this, I mean, love is like, you know, the root of life, like everything, everything is love. So to be in that vibration or frequency of love, which is very potent, like Rose anchor point, I would say that um, the way that I am careful about putting a word to it, because the way that love is going to feel on a day to day basis yeah. in the form of medicine <laughs> through the rose is going to feel very, very different for every person. Yeah, no, I get it. As you were talking, I could see that it was like, this is a hard question to answer. <laughs> and I'm, I'm asking very like linear questions. I know that, yeah. Um, yeah. but I'm, I'm just trying to bridge the gap between like this, like this mystery and people's curiosity. Um, so how I'm going to ask the, how, like what, what would you recommend or how would someone like myself or someone um, how do they, how, I guess I know that I'm ready to work with Rose because I'm so interested in it. Like, that's how I know, but how would somebody else know that this is a medicine that would be really helpful for them on their journey? Sure. Well, one, I think Rose is helpful for every human that's on the planet. Okay. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so, my, <laughs> so yeah. So if you're called to it, definitely. So for me with my journey with Rose, which was really interesting. Um, so my birthday's in June. So Rose is like the, the flower of June. So I rejected that since I was young. I was like, nope, this is not my thing. Um, and I did the same thing with like my favorite animals. I hated cats when I was young. I didn't like horses. Like I rejected the things that I loved first, mm -hmm. like always. It's so interesting. It's so interesting because there's like a natural like rebel in me. So mm -hmm. if there was something that was so strong and so obvious, I would like push it away. So my journey with the rose was there was so long that it wasn't, I didn't come into the rose until probably 2019. And there was actually a big wave of, of women that really came into that rose lineage, rose awakening at that same point. Um, so Venus did start a new cycle in 2020. So 2012 to 2020 was a very powerful Venus cycle. If we look at what was happening in 2012 through 2020, these were very, very potent years. Yep. Um, so 2020 started the new eight year Venus cycle. So in 2019, it's really interesting. There's a bunch of women that like woke up into this rose lineage, like a big, big wave of like the next, the next cohort of students of the rose. Right. So like we are forever students, like nobody, like you can't master the rose, right. It's like, we're on this path. It's beginner's mindset. We stay in the mystery forever. But for me, there was so much of my energy just because of my background and like my trauma and my self-worth, all of these things, like I never felt worthy enough to be around the rose frequency. It was like the rose frequency was so high that I couldn't see myself in relationship with it. <laughs> wow. Right. Right. That just brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. And I think that's, I, I think that has to be common. Like I'm not like a one-off from that. We all have self-worth things. So seeing something and the other thing too, with the rose, which is really interesting. And we see trends in like the spiritual community. So this, this path that I'm on, like my path of service and working with the rose mysteries, it's, it's a very seductive path Ooh. in the sense that it can look, <laughs> it can look very, um, it can look very seductive. It can be very enticing. Like 
Um, it's all about beauty. It's all about sensuality. It's all about like the things that make life pleasurable. It is the beauty way. It is the pleasure path. It's, it's all of the things that really make us feel feminine in the most empowered ways. But with that, you know, cause it's all about Venus, the roses, Venus, there's still the thorns and the depth of the shadow and the depth of the underworld is, is something to be mastered. It's an art to be really embraced. So what we see a lot of the time, and this is everywhere, um, but we see people coming into, um, we see it everywhere. And I want to be careful how I word this because I'm not shaming anyone, but there's there's a way to almost cheapen the teachings and there's a way to cheapen the essence by making it like this, this superficial shell of a presentation without having the depth of understanding the duality that comes with Venus. So it's like, um, the other day when you were here, (laughs) I was saying like, you said something about like, feeling this way in this beautiful space. And my point was we keep the space beautiful. So we have the comfort we have we feel supported as we go into the darkest places because it is about going into the darkness. It's about going full on into the shadow. My <laughs> God, Nikki, you're getting me goosebumps after goosebumps <laughs> after goosebumps. Yeah. I'm going to speak into what you just said and Perfect. it's fine. Okay. But I was, so she, I'm, I'm, you guys can't see because this is a podcast, but she's sitting in her office and it's a gorgeous space. Like there's sound bowls, there's, just crystal there's twinkle lights there's like soft there's pink there's it's there's roses everywhere it smells good there's oils there's it's just this beautiful little womb space this little that's and we did or I did um hape which is uh some plant medicine which we'll talk about another time but I purged and I was feeling shame for purging in this beautiful space and what you just spoke into as I talk my ears are ringing like there's a lot of energy going on right now as I talk about this but I was in this space this beautiful space feeling embarrassed shame a little guilt um just feeling bad and you spoke into that and you were like this is why this is why you're in this beautiful space is to hold you and wow that and I think Oh God. Every time I reveal a layer of my conditioning, there's like, I get so angry because I'm like, ah, I hate that this is in me, but I I think I'm so conditioned. Like if you're in a beautiful space, you are supposed to be beautiful in that space, not purging and whatever. Like, and so I love that duality. And I just wanted to speak into that because that was so powerful. Oh my God. This whole conversation is blowing my mind again. Um, okay. So I'm starting to understand more of the rose. I want to also say when I was in, I've been wanting to say this all podcast, but when I was in high school, my ninth grade English teacher told me that I was like a rose Mm. and I was, and it's so interesting. I'm like, this is the first time I'm embracing it because of this conversation. But she said to me, you're like a rose. Like you have like really pretty, you're pretty and you're soft and you have these petals. She's like, but you also have thorns. And I was like, I don't know. I was kind of offended for a while about it. Cause, cause all we want is to just have the nice. And I just love that. So, okay. This is so good. So how would someone start to work with us? Like, what could we start to do 
mm-hmm. or be or think or whatever. Yeah. So I want to, I want to name, like, I want to talk a little bit about like the lineage of the rose, Please. because I think this is Please. important. Um, so the oldest symbol of Venus we have is 25,000 years old. I mean, this is like, this goes back to ancient times. So this energy, this frequency of divine feminine wisdom has been here since like before civilization, right? Like it's always been here within humanity for as long as like the timeline that we're working with is relevant. So this path of the rose became very awakened and aware through like the, the dawning of Christianity through mother Mary and Mary Magdalene being like these, these teachers of the rose mysteries and rose, of course, like we see mother Mary always adorned with all of these roses. And we don't necessarily bring that association all the way back up to the cosmos and Venus. We keep it like very earth, but it's both. It's as above, so below as within, so without. Mm. So this rose lineage is a thread that's within, I believe within all women. I believe it's within all women. And, And the counterpart to that is the brotherhood of the light. So the path of the rose is the mystery where the light is very, like the masculine is just very clear, direct, like it's it's just that Christos Logos, like the, the knowledge, the word of God versus the Christos Sophia, which is the divine wisdom. And wisdom is only earned through lived experience. It's only earned through our journeys, mm. and the revelation, the discovery of who we are through life. So when we're coming into the rose mystery, it's super important because everyone wants like the the history like everyone wants like the facts and like the science and like like the actual linear timeline of how all of this works and comes together but the thing about the rose is is it's the mystery because it's revealed within us it comes from the inside out it's something that we each have our own unique her story for all of us have our own unique codes that are not just ours but they're carried through our dna through time from our ancestors So when we start to look, it's really interesting, like looking at all the different ways. And some people will be like, oh, it's just coincidence, but there's no coincidences ever, only synchronicities. And when we start to look at like the people in our life and like who we know who's named Rose or middle name Rose and like all of these different ways um, that we're connected to the mystery, like all of these mysterious ways that the rose is popping up in our reality in our lifetime. And those mysteries, those those things that are, may look like coincidence or synchronicities hold the keys to unlocking our own unique story of working with the rose. Because the rose is when we're working with Venus, it is, it's sensuality, it's beauty, it's darkness, it's duality, it's war, it's all, all of these things. All of these things equal the divine feminine essence, that solar feminine essence. And we all have our own, her story. We all have our own interpretation and embodiment of these energies, because if we are the universe here to experience itself, we're all going to have a unique lens and experience through that journey. So what's super important is when we're working with the mysteries of the rose is that we avoid indoctrination at all costs. We do not take on other people's stories, but we allow every woman's story to inspire us to come into our own power, our own journey, a very unique experience of what the rose means to us. It's not one way of experiencing the rose. Okay. I love that answer. That's your way of telling me there is no one way to say how to start working with it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I love you, Nikki. I really do. Um, as you were telling that, wow, this is, this is blowing my mind. Okay. Can I share? Can I just, cause I, 
you're here and I'm going to share my grandmother who passed when I was eight, who I was very close with. I, I think her favorite flower was a rose. And here's why I think that when she passed, she died and we went to, I think it was her wake or her funeral. It was something. And when we came back, it was pouring rain, like pouring, pouring rain. And on her car was a perfect rose that was just sitting there on the car with that. And I remember like the whole family, it was like a thing. And like, we talk about it to this day. And then my simultaneously, I think my uncle boarded a plane that whatever timeline around then he boarded a plane and found like a gold pendant that was a rose. Mm -hmm. And he always, he kept that. And he felt like that was his mom letting her him know like she's with him and so as you're talking and you're saying that these are codes that are in our dna passed to us that just came through mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so you can't so i so what i'm hearing is like for everyone it's different so what's a loop being illuminated for me is like just have roses around christy that's what mm -hmm. just came through for me and like what I'm hearing you say is if you're hearing this conversation and you're wanting to work with it it's not something from outside of you that's going to say okay here's how you start to work with it it's like what's and then it unfolds and unfolds from there that's yes what exactly exactly say. yeah it's it's infinite unfolding it's non-linear right it's cyclical so we're going to have cycles that build upon cycles of developing into this and that's how the rose works it's like this ever blossoming per perfectly fractal geometric beautiful petaled velvety sensual thing right like this is our growth we grow like the rose so mm -hmm. there's like there's so many different ways like if you're attracted more to astrology and you want to understand like the cosmic essence of the rose then study venus like you know mm -hmm. venus is the rose right if you want to go into that energy if you love mythology then then study like venus inanna ishtar that's your way of connecting to the rose if you like working with essential oils like really invest in high quality rose oil any rose oil that is under 200 is questionable and just want to put that out there for, for like <laughs> mil millimeters because it's just going to be loaded with other stuff like this is like these are important things like we want pure high quality stuff um if you love gardening like tend to rose bushes like i mean being hands in the dirt this is not my thing this is my mother's thing these are like yeah. my teacher's things not my thing but that's yeah. one of the best ways is to, to connect with the growth cycle of the actual rose there are so many different ways if like water is your element bathing with the rose petals like if i feel like the oracle cards rebecca campbell has a beautiful rose deck there's so many different ways. There's no, there's no right way to do it. Work with rose quartz, like all of these essences. It's like, if you're called to work with the rose, keep the question mark. Don't assume, you know, anything and keep on this path of mystery and self-discovery beginner's mindset, stay in awe, allow, allow the rose to reveal to you what it means to you when our ego is too big when our ego is too strong when our mind is too strong we cut off from the divine we're mm -hmm. not allowing ourselves to be blown away by the universe it happens all the time all the time and if we catch ourselves and we're just noticing like i'm in this predictable space where i'm predicting that today is just going to be another mundane muggle day like as soon as we catch that, we start putting the question, like, what if today is the most magical day of my life? What mm. does it feel like to create magic in my life? And it's always about, I believe in questions more than affirmations. What is the question you can ask that's going to keep your energy open to receive? 
So we do this with the rose, like what is the message you have for me? And holding that question is going to bring in some awakened answer through the body and it takes time. So the rose is a frequency that like when we tune into a frequency or when we're tuning to a frequency, we know what is our consciousness versus the medicine's consciousness. So rose is really, it's a high frequency, so we can't do much to disturb it. So the story that you're saying about like, finding the gold rose pendant, the rose perfect on the cards. Like there's a frequency to that story that our human mind can't fuck up. Can I swear? Can't mess up. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Like there's, there's certain stories when we want to be careful when we're talking about any sacred or, or magical story, because if we say it to the wrong person at the wrong time with the wrong embodiment, we dampen the magic of it. We take the power away, the light out of it. But there's certain stories that it's like, no matter what, like, the energy of the story can't be touched if we're in reverence to it. So like the rose is a frequency where it's like, there's no, we it's so high that it would take a lot to dampen or disturb what it actually is, what mm -hmm. it actually is. Yeah. So there was one more piece and I lost my train of thought and that's totally that's okay. fine. Yeah. I was going to say, you just yeah. um, answered my question, which was, yeah. can, is for instance, I just intuitively, when my husband gives me roses, twice a year, whenever it is, um, I, I just dry them. I just let them dry and I just have them in my house. And today I knew I was going to talk to you about this. And there was a part of me that was like, is this wrong that I'm drying them and they're still here? Like, but what I'm hearing you say is you can't really fuck up working with ro the rose. Okay. That's so beautiful. And then this is just such a muggle question. I'm going to own it, but is it any rose like beach rose versus rose? Like, do you know? Cause I know there's so many different types of roses. Some yeah. Care. Yeah, totally. So I want to comment too on the dried rose thing. Um, but first it's like the one thing we want to be mindful of is like, we we're genetically modifying everything. Mm. Um, so if we see a rose that doesn't have thorns, like that is a rose that has been modified, right? So we're taking part of the essence of the rose out of the rose's DNA, right. To create this other version of the rose that has like, you know, it's like an AI version of the rose. It's like, it's artificial in the sense that the rose has its thorns or we have roses that are bred to have like more scent or less scent, all of these things. Right. So we want to, we Good really job. want to tap into, yeah, being with the organic, organic roses and honoring that and supporting, if you want to be like in the support of, of the rose and um, preserving this magic, this essence, it's like really support and put your money towards the people who are growing roses organically right and like finding all these different ways and of course like the beach roses are going to be like wild and untamed in all of the ways and like perfect, love beach perfect. Roses. They smell mm -hmm. so, good. so mm -hmm. what so okay here's another question i have about rose is our rope because it's the highest frequency flower and because i love what you said about venus just side note i saw on instagram the other day i'll see if i can find it but it was um I guess like an AI or maybe not, but it was earth and Mars and some, I think some other planet and it followed their cycles and how it made this beautiful geometric shape. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so I just love what you said about that, but I'm curious, do roses grow in every type of climate and every part of the world? Or is, I'm just curious about that. Yeah, yeah. I am not a gardener or somebody that understands the life of plants at all. That is not my forte. I talk <laughs> to yonis, hearts, breasts, and wounds. <laughs> I do the female body. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I have no idea. 
curious if like, yeah. Um, and what's interesting, can you talk about the connection between the rose and the yoni? Because if you think about it, the yoni looks a lot like an totally. rose. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And um, and for everyone listening, go and Google like any traditional Catholic picture of Mother Mary. And she also looks like a perfect yoni with her beautiful labia coming off of her dress and her headdress and her head being the clitoris. And her beautiful clitoris. Yep. <laughs> And like, and I love this because it's like somehow like the divine feminine has withstood and been very present in the Catholic church, like beyond, like cannot be touched, right? Like we have literally a yoni in every Catholic church that has not been touched. And it's like right over their heads. Cause I think there's a lot of shadow and darkness and corruption within the church. Um, so the fact that this, this potent essence of sacred feminine has stood within that darkness this entire time is just like mind-blowing profound like testament to the power testament to the power um okay so the the rose and yonis oh so i want to talk about the dried roses too so another thing that people can do to work with roses so i don't know so my bedroom is covered i have um more than 10 dried roses hanging from like i just hang them from the the windows <laughs> the window frames like every time i have flowers i pull them and i dry them but i'm someone who um, I spent like four or five years really immersed in women's gatherings, women's ceremonies. So like every month I was involved in a fire ceremony of sort sorts. So over the past, like since 2019, my offerings to fire ceremony has always been the dried roses. Like that felt like it's, it's the best thing that I can bring that most represents me and what I'm doing here. And to be in communication with the goddess, with the earth and with the cosmos is to offer the dried roses to the fire. So that's another way that women can work, whether any, anyone can work with the rose in a way to have that deeper connection is working with the element of fire and giving that offering um, to the fire, but that's a whole nother conversation to get into ceremony and offerings, but that's there. Like we can, we can offer the dried roses. It's another way to give back and work with that rose energy. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah. So the, so the rose codes are something that I work with and I teach often and every color rose has a different, like a crystal has a different property, has a different frequency. Mm -hmm. So the three colors that I work with and initiate women through is working with the white rose, the red rose and the pink rose. And I could elaborate this on, I mean, it's, it's a, it's like a 15 hour workshop series. So I'll say that. So there's a lot of information in here. But we work with the white rose um, with the essence of like purity and innocence in the heart center. So the white rose is always going to be the heart. It's going to be that like divine love. The red rose is the womb. And it really connects us to like the primordial essence of what it is to be woman, feminine, human. It's the blood. It's the mm. blood. It's like it's it's the humanity that exists within all of us as divine beings. So it's that primordial essence, that primordial power And the womb is the void. It's the center of creation, the center of dissolution. Like the womb is that power center that connects us from the unseen realms into the scene, but it's the very physical aspect of, of the yeah. rose. The so zero. then the pink, yeah. Yeah. And then the pink rose is the combination of the white and the red it's the pleasure. It's what, what keeps us alive and sensual and activated. And this is the Yoni. So the pink rose is all about like allowing our pleasure to be, to be the North star, right. But not doing that by bypassing the darkness, but by going all the way through and transmuting and really working um, because sexuality is equal parts shadow and light. Like that's, that's the essence. It's like equal parts, conscious and unconscious. Like that's the essence of 
of feminine nature and to create is to understand like how to work in the void, how to be in the mystery and plant that seed of light, but also how to transmute anything that isn't serving in these darker spaces that exist within our bodies. Mm. That's amazing. So the white rose is the heart space. The red is the womb and the pink is the combination of the two and, and really the Yoni. And when I say, when we say Yoni, we mean like the vulva. Yeah. So I love the word Yoni. Yoni is the only word we have for like the entire system. So when we say womb, we're talking uterus. When we say vulva, we're talking all the exterior genitals, like the labia, the clitoris, um, the labia majora, labia minora, clitoris. When we talk about vagina, it's just the cavity that connects the vulva to the womb. It's like literally just the cavity. So most people don't even know this and they think the vagina is the vulva. Um, so yeah, it's just like our sex ed is bad. Yeah. It's, it's, we're way behind on our sex ed here. I really, I just wanted to let you know, like the girls, we, and admittedly, like, I thought I was doing a good job because I always call them the right names. Like mm-hmm. we never were like, oh, you're hoo-ha or whatever. So when they were little girls, I would say we would call it their vagina. And then I was, and then I kind of was opening my eyes more. And so now I don't to call it their vulva. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. just so, I think it's the cutest thing when they're like, you know, Sienna kicked me in my vulva. And I'm like, okay, girls, like, <laughs> but <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, I love it. I um, love it. But I really love that. Oh my God, this has been such a beautiful conversation. I just, let me see if I have another question before I let you go. Um, you oh, and just to clarify too. So, so the yoni is the whole thing. It's the vulva, it's the vagina, it's the uterus, it's the ovaries. The yoni is like the whole reproductive and pleasure system. So that's the one word we have. That's why I use Yoni so much. No, I love that. And I did not know that. I really thought the Yoni was the vulva. I thought it was like the Mm -hmm. outside part, Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Um, So you said that we grow like the rose. Mm -hmm. I guess I should, you know what I think I'm going to do? You know, what's feeling for me is to grow, is to grow a rose. Mm -hmm. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to, I now want to like watch it and just see, cause I've noticed that they bloom. There's not like one time that they bloom, like they're blooming in the winter. Sometimes they- they bloom often. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Is there anything else that you think we should know about the rose as we like, as I mean, for, yeah, like this is just a whole new, this is just a whole new conversation for me that just really has me. It's so funny. I'm doing my intention setting. I told you about it. And I feel like this conversation is a part that I'm going to bring into 2023 um, cause I'll just share here the word that I've come up with for 2023 for me is value mm. is me. It's like in all, in all the directions, me giving value, me feeling valued, me being a value, me, you know, like treating myself with value. Um, and I really feel like the rose is something that's going to help me kind of learn that more. Yeah, totally. Totally. Do you have anything coming up that you want to share with my audience? Before I let you well, go. I want to, I want to add one more like caveat to this, or I just want to emphasize, cause it's nothing that I haven't said, but I, you know, when we're working with the feminine, we're working with the mystery, which means logically it's not going to make sense. Um, so the more we try to make sense of the feminine, the more we try to make sense of the mysteries, the, the further away from the essence we are, it's something we really feel it's an energy, it's a presence, it's an awareness, but it's not going to be 
logical. Like that's, that's not the point of working with the feminine. And we get to like, we get to make meaning out of our life. We get to make meaning out of our experiences. We get to have the personal power to shape our reality the way we desire it to be. So we get that. We get the ability, the capacity to create the narrative. We get to make ration and logic out of the things that happen. But to actually truly be working with the feminine is to be in the mystery where it doesn't make sense. There's no indoctrination. There's no one way. It's all about personal experience. So even everything that I'm saying, I'm using literal words to point in a direction, but my words are only going to get people so far. My words only get me so far. There's only a certain point we can get to that the words are going to bring us to. And after that, there is this leap of faith, this leap into another dimension of experience that there are no words for. Mm -hmm. So this is really, really, really important because I think we get so heady about, am I doing it right? Is this, is this the right path? Am I, my experience is different from this person's experience, blah, blah, blah. And every time we enter comparison to that degree, we are pulled out of the truth of what the mystery and the experience is. Thank you for presencing that because boy, do I do that. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, so it's like, I'm just like a normal American woman who's conditioned to do that anyway. But then I have so much air that my brain is always trying to make sense of it. Do you have any tips or anything with staying in that childlike nature or surrendering to the, I don't know. Um, Cause like, as you said that there was like a part of me that was like, okay, I literally just did that, <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's this, we, I can feel it in my body. I can feel kind of like these, this like tug of war that's happening with me right now, where it's like, okay, I want to surrender. I want to just be in the unfolding, but then there's this part of my mind that's like, well, but you know, label, label, label. Um, is it just being with it? <laughs> Yeah. I think having the awareness of knowing, like, am I in a mental cycle? Like as soon as we can identify that we're in the mind because the mind holds its own frequency, right? The mind exists in a certain plane of existence. So the way I teach like the states of being or the parts of self is through the koshas in a very Westernized, Americanized way, which mm -hmm. is we have the spiritual body, which is going to be the highest frequency, then the mental body, which is right under that, then the emotional body, which is right under that, then the energetic body, and then the physical body being the densest. Okay. But yeah, but it also goes inward. So the highest frequency, this the highest frequency that exists within us around us is going to be our core. So it's not three-dimensional in the sense that it's layered one way. It's like it layers into the physical body and then it goes like beyond and into and then into and deeper. So mm. it's like a fifth dimensional. It's hard to, again, logically, it doesn't make sense. Like we can't map this out logically. The frequency, the highest frequency exists at our truest core and also like the edges of our aura. So when we're working with like the mental realm, we're working on a high frequency, not the highest, because that would be like the spiritual or even like God consciousness source energy would be the highest frequency because it's just all, it's just all that is. Mm -hmm. But when we start to bring that mental energy, because we can have thoughts that are really dense thoughts that aren't serving, but they're still existing on that mental plane. We want to tune into the heart frequency, the heart center, which is going to be lower in the body. It's going to exist on a different plane. So there's a way that we can start to identify energetically, like 
like what part of me is running the show and is it serving? Cause we mm-hmm. need our mind. Like we need the logic. We need the ration. Like that exists for, to create systems. I love systems. I love systems. Like we want the mind to always be in service of the heart, but we want the heart to be what's leading us forward. And the heart energy, when we're thinking in the heart, it's a lower embodied experience. Like we can tell if we're in our body, there's a calmness, there's like, there's a peacefulness, there's a deep trust, there's a deep presence when we're in the heart consciousness versus when we're in the mind, which is only there to shape a reality. Like the mind is an ultimate truth. The heart is ultimate truth. So just being able to identify where is my energy? Where am I focused on? Because where we're focused on is where we're creating from. Yeah. And then consciously choose to program. And this is creating neural pathways. It takes practice. It takes conditioning to create that highway <laughs> from the mind into the heart consciousness. Yeah. Thank you so much for answering that and presencing that. That's going to be good. Is like, yeah, which, where am I? And for me, like when I'm in my head, I can, it's, warm it's hot like I physically feel a lot of like and then just as you were saying like dropping into the heart I could just yeah and dropping into my heart is something that I've been doing this year for the first time because when I would meditate I was all here and now dropping into the heart and it's like very interesting I'm like oh there's like hard edges it only expands so much doesn't matter how much I breathe into it I'm like but the more I have moments like I did yesterday where I had this like layer come up and I cried and it was very cathartic. I feel like, like more open, more open. So thank you. That was, you're so talented and you're so smart and you're so wise. And I just, I mean, you don't need to hear that from me, but I just really want to say thank you for being in my world. Um, Mm -hmm. I love learning from people. Like I love Mm -hmm. that. It's like my favorite Mm -hmm. thing. So thank you. Do you have anything that you want to share with the audience to check out coming up? I have nothing coming up <laughs> now. I, I will have some opening for my one-on-one coaching. Yeah. So, so if you are in the New England area, I just launched a totally brand new um, one-on-one program that I haven't done yet, which is like officially having a six-month container that contains four of the sacred feminine body work sessions. And like those sessions are unlocking the mysteries within the body. Cause again, like all of these codes, they're not something you can learn through information. Like my coaching, there's a ton. I love information. Like you, I love learning. Like I love to absorb information. I love um, creating systems and structures from, from what works for me. So the information is there, but the work and the coaching is, is the transmission. It's the attunement. It's within the calibration. Like it's in the container of being in this portal of awakening to your unique power. So we do that through through coaching. All my coaching is virtual, but to bring in these bodywork sessions on top of it adds the element of mystery where we're not even entertaining the thoughts. We're just being in the breath. We're being in the body. We're being awakened through the senses. Like, And the senses are all connected to the elements, right? It's like we have sound, which is ether. We have taste, which is water, scent, which is air, touch, which is earth site, which is fire. So we're activating everything it is to be alive within the body without that spoken language. So all of these unique codes, all of this soul consciousness emerges through these body work sessions and the the healing is next level, right? It's like, we're de-armoring the heart. Like you were talking about through somatic healing touch, we're mm-hmm. de-armoring the womb and opening up that creative portal, letting go of the traumas and the blocks. And then working with the yoni is just 
a whole different level of going deep into the mysteries and de-armoring our pleasure center that prevents us from feeling safe and grounded on earth. So yeah, so I'm super, super excited because I only offer the body work sessions in conjunction to my coaching. And so far, my programs have always been three months and you can extend if you want. But I wanted to create a specific container for the women that have the vision to go deep for six months from start to finish, not just extend, but know like this is the start date, this is the end date, create that container and have those body work sessions to be at these interval points of transformation during the journey. Wow, beautiful. So I will have your link in my show notes if people want to apply for that. How many spots do you have for that? Well, it varies. So as every time someone completes a session um, or their program that I'll have spots open for that. So yeah, there's a, there's a running, there's no, um, I have one spot open right now. I think next month I have two that are going to be taken, but things change and people say they are going to sign up and then last minute things changes or postpones or they start earlier. So it's always, you know, the wait is no more than a month. (laughs) Amazing. All right. Thank you so much. This was such a beautiful conversation. Everybody check out Nikki's work. She's amazing. Thank you. I love you.